0: Now, Capernaum is listed here as a city, but it's really a large town. There's about 2,000 people that live here in the first century. There's people that likely came in from smaller villages to attend a synagogue on this particular Shabbat. Some of them stayed, but we're told here that they came and brought to him all who were sick and oppressed by demons. And so we see that this massive crowd of people must have gathered. Word has gotten out. This is the one who was acclaimed as a lamb of God by John the baptizer. This is the one who's turned the water into the wine. This is the one who cast a demon out in the synagogue and now this is the one who's healed this woman of her sickness. The sun's going down. Friends, the sun's going down. What's the point of that? Remember, it was the Sabbath and Jesus was in the synagogue when he was preaching and when he cast that demon out. The Sabbath. And the Jewish calendar goes from sundown on Friday to sundown on Saturday. So the Sabbath is coming to an end. What day is it if the sun's going down on the Sabbath? Well, friends, it's Sunday. It's resurrection day. It's the first day of the week. The crowds are coming in on Sunday to be resurrected where the kingdom is contained within a house in Capernaum. In this house... It would have been dark outside, they didn't have electric lights like we do. The doorway would have been open and there would have been light coming out of that doorway. The light of the world going out into the world. And in the darkness we would have seen this large crowd of thousands of people gathered together and there in the doorway is Jesus. There is Jesus, he's healing the sick, he's casting out demons. He's blessing the people and showing that the kingdom has arrived. The crowds are coming and Jesus is working. Verse 33, the whole city was gathered at the door. The whole city was gathered at the door because it's the doorway to the true temple. Jesus is the final high priest. Jesus in reality is the fullness and fulfillment of the entire temple system. And as this Shabbat has come to an end and we've got a Lord's Day here and they're gathered at the doorway and Jesus is doing the acts of the kingdom. He's acting as a great high priest. They're gathered at the doorway of the true temple and the great high priest who is within. Now it's important to remember who these people would have been. If you were sick like this, you would have been unclean. If you had a demon, you were unclean. What does it mean to be unclean? It means to be symbolically dead. You weren't allowed into the temple in an unclean state. You wouldn't be gathered together with the people of God in the synagogue on the Shabbat if you were unclean. But we see Jesus here as this great high priest cleansing the unclean and making them fit to rejoin the community of faith. He's exercising, he's cleansing. The whole city's gathered at the door because the kingdom is within. The place is the house of God. Friends, this is the house of God. And in churches all across the city and across our state and across the world, wherever the true word is preached is the house of God and within it is the light of God, the Holy Spirit among us, the Holy Spirit within us Let our light shine out into the world and to our city. Volcanoes National Park, one of the big attractions is the steam vents. There's cracks in the ground and all this steam is coming out. Steam rises from underground lava that comes in contact with water. You feel like you're standing on top of something that's about to explode because the whole volcanic island of Hawaii is a gigantic explosion that for the moment is contained. When Jesus was standing in the doorway of Andrew and Peter's house, it was like a gigantic explosive volcano of kingdom power ready to explode upon the world and yet contained within. So there's Jesus standing in the doorway in the darkness, this great multitude of people gathered around, the light shining out into the darkness, the crowd gathering in and Jesus healing people, touching them, casting demons out, and all of this is happening. He's not doing anything in any way that is not going to occur. We see the kingdom contained and now we're going to see kingdom breakout, verse 34. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases. And cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. From the doorway of the house, the kingdom breaks out. The acts and signs of the kingdom explode from the doorway. He heals the sick. He casts out the demons. Jesus exercises authority as an all-powerful king. He silences the demons, something no earthly king has authority and power to do. The demons knew him, the demons knew him. Why did he silence them? Have you ever thought about that? He silences the demons. He silences his apostles sometimes. He teaches them deep things about what's going to happen He tells them about the cross and the resurrection. And then he tells his apostles, don't tell anyone these things. I believe it's the same reason why he's silencing these demons. Jesus has work to do. He's beginning his three-year ministry. He's gonna be crisscrossing Israel. Specifically, he'll be working his ministry out, mostly in Galilee. He's got work to do. He's got demons to cast out. He's got people to heal. He's got the gospel of the kingdom to preach. He's got three years to get these things done. And then at a very specific moment in time, at a very specific Passover, at a very specific point in time, Jesus must go to the cross. And so he can't have anything getting in the way. He can't have people or demons letting the word get out too far lest the rulers and authorities down in Jerusalem try to to put a stop to it, as they often do, as people often try to kill Jesus. But I believe there's another reason why he silences them. Can you imagine if it were demons acting like heralds for Jesus? No telling what they might say. They would lie. They would twist things. Sometimes it's like that for us. Oftentimes, you don't want certain types of people and cults going and telling everybody what the Christian faith is about. You don't want Mormons going out there and telling everybody what the Nicene faith is about, and so Jesus silences these demons. Verse 35, And rising early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. He rises early on the Lord's day, after cleansing the people, and then goes out. Notice that pattern. It's the Lord's day, the sun's rising, Jesus has cleansed people and now he goes out. He's forecasting his resurrection. For one day, three years from this time, Jesus will go to the cross and cleanse his people. Jesus will go to the cross for the salvation of the world and Jesus will cleanse his people of their sins and he will rise, he will rise in the early sunlight on that third day, and it will be the Lord's day. Going on here, we see hard spiritual labor for Jesus, and he seeks out his Father now, and that's what prayer is, seeking out our fathers, seeking out our Father in distress at times. Deeply and personally perfect is Jesus' times of prayer. Verse 36, and Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. When the disciples arose, they were distressed. They likely went about looking for Jesus and they couldn't find him. Where is Jesus? Everyone's looking for you. Everyone's looking for you. Remember what happens when everybody's looking for Jesus? Jesus comes. He heals the sick. He casts out the demons. He preaches with power and authority in ways that people have never heard before. And then what do the people do? They look for Jesus. They wanna make him their king now. Jesus, stay with us. Make more bread come out of your hands and feed us. Jesus, put a crown upon your head and ride on a white stallion and go and make war against the Gentile overlords. Kick the Romans out of the land and reestablish the kingdom of David. And Jesus, come and make judgment upon these religious leaders who oppress the people. Everyone's looking for Jesus. But the work of bringing signs and acts of the kingdom is finished for now in Capernaum. Jesus will come back, but Jesus has places to go, people to see, things to do. Verse 38, And he said to them, Let us go on to the next town's that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. But the kingdom is breaking out now. Do you see that? The kingdom is breaking out of Simon and Andrew's house. The kingdom is breaking out of Capernaum. It's time for the kingdom to break out into the next towns. And I want you to notice here in the text, the primacy of preaching. That I may preach there also for that is why I came. The primacy of preaching over signs. We've got to remember this. There are fragments of the church that put the signs for it as the important thing. Signs and wonders, that's where it's at. But friends, notice how the signs function in the word of God itself. They lend authority. They lend credence to the one who preaches. And so Jesus does these signs to demonstrate that he is the Messiah and that the kingdom has arrived so the people will hear when he preaches. The primacy is upon the preaching of the kingdom. The kingdom breaks out throughout all Galilee with preachings and exorcisms The Germans had a concept in warfare known as Schwerpunkt. Schwerpunkt means strong point. They would funnel massive amounts of soldiers, tanks, and cannons into a small area in front of an enemy called a Schwerpunkt. And having contained all that power, they would explode upon the enemy in a massive and overwhelming breakout. And that's what's happening at Andrew and Peter's house. The king of kings, with all the power of the kingdom, was pooled up in that doorway, creating the most powerful schwerpunkt in history, which exploded onto a dark, demon-infested world in a breakout that has been driving back the darkness with irresistible force for the last 2,000 years. You're part of that breakout, but I've got a question for you this morning. Are you breaking out with it? Kids, Are you breaking out with it? People of God, are we breaking out with the kingdom? This morning in Mark 1, we've seen kingdom contained and kingdom break out as we've looked at the exploding kingdom. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would forgive us for not breaking out with your kingdom, but we do ask by your gracious hand that you would fill us with your spirit that you would bless us with courage, that you would give us words and deeds and help us to break out in this time and place. For we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen.